The Hans family had bought a beautiful condo where they had foreseen their future of many happy years to take place. They just knew that was a perfect home where they would be able to raise their small boy. Gorgeous community, tranquil location, and sweet neighbors to seal the deal. Every morning, you'd hear the sounds of birds singing, people waking up, and cars driving out to head to their destination. The usual. So there really shouldn't have been an exception on Monday, the 26th of June, in 1995. Again, the birds singing, neighbors passing by in a hurry to go to work or school, some saying their brief greetings of good morning, nothing out of the ordinary. Except, it wasn't an ordinary day. Reporters of all types of news channels surrounded the halls of Mrs. Han's home. They flocked around like a pair of chickens looking to peck the newest news around the yellow tape that crossed out the door down the hall. Before curiosity took her control, never mind chickens, it was like watching vultures zooming in on her figure as she tried to near her own door. Suddenly, they surrounded her, almost smacking their microphones at her face as they inquired about the events that took place and her thoughts on what happened. Beyond being confused, she could do was reply that she had no clue what was going on and she couldn't answer whatever they were asking her. For a second, she thought she might have been pranked, but by the seriousness of their grim and maybe some eager faces, it didn't seem so. With much effort, she pried open her door, excused herself, and then escaped safely into her home. Just what the heck happened? I'm Joyce Grace, and this is Shots of Endorphins. Before I continue, I want to emphasize that this is based on a true story, and all names except for the actual killer were changed for security purposes. Now remember y'all, all information was gathered from various resources for educational purposes. Rory Enrique Conde was named the Strangler of Tamiami. It was affirmed that he had killed six victims. All of them were prostitutes and one transvestite. That was Mrs. Han's neighbor. The shock she went through was an understatement. That day, she recalled, she had called her husband and told her that they had been living next to a serial killer the whole time. How could she not have seen the signs? Well, I don't blame her for not noticing. Sometimes the most secretive of all secrets is right in front of you in the most obvious places that it's hard to see the evidence. But I know what y'all are thinking. What we all really want to know is... How did he get caught? Well, as they say, there is no perfect crime. According to Miss Hans, that morning he left his home as usual, normally waving greeting to her point of view, heading to work. Totally normal, right? Well, far from that. Apparently, he had gone to a court summoning for a thievery felony he had committed a while back. Conde left his apartment, confident that he had tied up his victim well. It seemed that while the criminal went on his way to his destination, the victim tried to save her own life by screaming and making as much noise as she could to get the attention of anyone around. And by miracle, another neighbor heard her. 
it so happened that said neighbor, let's call her Jane, was walking her dog out in the morning and suddenly both dog and owner had gotten startled by screams and bangs coming from behind one of the apartment doors. As she got closer to inspect, she heard cries of a woman screaming for help. Gathering her courage, the neighbor headed home quickly to call the authorities and to weaponize herself. Jane ran back with a long knife and started hacking the door so it could pry open. Upon the entrance, she was not prepared for what she saw. A woman laid naked before her covered in aluminum industrial foil tape. Her mouth jagged in the obvious struggle to take the tape off. Immediately, Jane got to work to try and release the other lady from her bindings as they both waited in bated breath for the police to arrive. The bound woman looked young in the Latino origin and was shaken from her near-death experience as she encountered. The victim later tells her story to the neighbor, how she was able to survive. She was a prostitute that was picked up by Conde in the middle of the night. Doing her services as usual, she was taken by surprise and was gagged, taped up, and taken to captivity. Apparently, since it was becoming dawn very quickly, he decided that he couldn't kill her until the night. So he bound her up, left her in the bathtub, and decided to continue his daily task of the day so later he could commit his crime. When he left, she took that very moment to gather all her willpower by getting out of the tub, crawl on the floor, and drag herself through the house to find an accent. That's when she started screaming for help. Ironically enough, this supposed meticulous killer had dropped his wallet on the grass when he left his house, so hours later, the police were able to identify and arrest him. Now he presides in prison for life with a death sentence over his head. Now, why did I bring this story up? Well, I wanted to take a chance and give you a real criminal story in which we'll be dissecting together. But first things first, we need to know the ins and outs before we can start to understand the mind of a killer, or in this case, a psychopath. So according to statistics, serial killers are usually people who have common families like you and me. Many are actually parents that hide murderous intentions without indicating the slightest suspicion that they could be a serial killer. Evidence have shown that serial killers typically attack their closest victims by calculating every single detail that person does. Then they begin their hunt to catch the prey by becoming the victim's friend and gaining their full trust. They become this whole new sweet persona and try to extract as much info as they could get. Many killers even try to seduce their victims before doing the deed. So when the victim falls into their trap, that's when the murderer commits the despicable action. But be aware, all victims do not have age, meaning a victim could be from a month-old baby to an elderly person. Keep in mind that a serial killer only has one goal in mind, to kill. It's almost like a never-ending thirst to satisfy that cruel ego inside themselves since they don't have a sentimental feelings for the damages that they committed towards the victim. On the contrary, it only serves to feel their satisfaction at their awful actions. However, individuals with psychopathic personalities or psychopaths have a disproportionate impact on the criminal justice system, meaning 
psychopaths are 20 to 25 times more likely than non-psychopaths to be in prison, four to eight times more likely to violently recidivate compared to non-psychopaths and are resistant to most forms of treatment. But that still doesn't answer the many questions out there about these criminals. How does a person become a criminal? Are criminals born that way? Or was it by choice? Can anyone become a criminal? It's honestly hard to pinpoint an exact answer, but criminal profilers dedicate themselves to use psychology, forensics, and neuroscience to try to answer these questions. They use the same knowledge to catch criminals in the hope that by understanding, prevention upon these crimes can deliver criminal justice more effectively. By learning more about the lives and crimes of criminals, noticeable patterns and traits that criminals have in common start to appear. It's also helpful to study neuroimaging and behavioral science to learn more about what motivates someone to commit the darkest of crimes. For example, we come back to Conde. It seemed that as a child, his mother had passed away and was sent with his sister to live with his grandmother. At 12 years old, he was then handed over to his father, in which it is later known that Conda was abused by him. Conda's ex-wife had suspicions that he might have been sexually abused as well. This had led him to have outbursts of violence at home. But now, does that make Conde a man that was born evil or constructed little by little from his surroundings to make evil decisions? Well, does an evil gene exist as a heredity disorder that causes crime? There are various arguments about what causes crime. Some people assume that criminal behavior is due to a person's upbringing and life experiences. Others suggest that criminal behavior is more complex and involves a person's genetic makeup. Theories of genetic influences in crimes are undeniable and abundant. But in the end, these theories or hypotheses should only be seen as an inclination of crime rather than the cause of an action. Hence, a person can be born with regular mindset but be shaped and influenced by the society to cultivate the criminal traits in them, like Conde. Still, social scientists have argued the nature versus nurture debate for many years. Both in the popular press and professional literature, nature proponents argue that biological factors and genetic compositions explain the majority of human behavior. Nurture proponents dispute that environmental factors such as family, school, church, and community are paramount in the development of behavior patterns. Besides, some traits like human intelligence depend upon a complex combination of both heredity and environmental influences. Nevertheless, many researchers have shown that criminal behaviors can be hereditary. Human genes carry many personality traits inherited from their ancestors and even from their parents. Criminals have been found to carry a few certain features and personality traits. However, other psychological theories suggest that a person's personality or some kind of psychiatric disorder may contribute to the likelihood of engaging in criminal activities. Theories of psychopathy are popularly used to describe more serious and violent delinquent acts. 
However, the term psychopathy is not a medically recognized term. This personality type is more often referred to as antisocial personality disorder within the medical community. Other personality types have also been suggested to be linked to criminal and deviant behavior. People become criminals either out of necessity, laziness, or greed by breaking a legal edict, moral, or religious law, or someone else's leg. There are, of course, the exceptions to the case, which involves people who are wrongfully convicted of a crime that they did not commit, nor had any role in. When people are duped into helping other criminals and then they get caught, they are given light sentences due to their unknown accompaniment with the crime breakers. Unfortunately, stupidity is no excuse, as they are still criminals since they were convicted of a crime, whether they knew they were part of one or not. In the Americas and most of the European Union, we have laws that are basically derived from the Ten Commandments and other musings from various versions of the Bible. In Muslim societies, law can be based on Sharia law, where findings of guilt or innocence and the punishments are based on the community and elder, respected businessmen, tribal warlords, and statesmen. So people becoming criminals is rather easy as they simply need to break a law and get caught placed in a court law and judged by an assembly of their peers, found guilty, sentenced to prison, probation, or both. Sentences range with the graveness of the criminal activity though, and the more successful a criminal, the higher the sentence. Now please don't y'all take my word for it and become the next joker or penguin for God's sakes because you heard me say becoming a criminal is easy. But my point is not about if a crime is easy to commit, but what it takes to become a murderous criminal to the point of, well, almost if not already, being considered psychopathic. And like I said before, the criminal that commits a series of murders usually tends to follow certain pattern that can be recalled by following each case. Again, back to Conde. Before he had snapped and killed his first victim, he was already picking up prostitutes during his marriage, in which his wife had found out and condemned him for it. When she moved out with the kids, he continued on unpicking up prostitutes, but his first victim ever was a transvestite in which Conde claimed he got mad and snapped when he found out they were transgendered, immediately asphyxiating them. The same went on for the next five victims. They were strangled or asphyxiated, then dumped in different locations. But you know what the weird part was? He confessed in court that he would scream at their corpses after he was done and blame them for his marital problems. And he did this to each and every victim. See, he had a pattern. But while discerning Conde's pattern, it all comes back to how his history played a huge role in his mental works. Who's to say that he might have even wanted to be found out about his crimes because he broke his routine with the third victim by leaving a horrendous message written in the victim's back to a news anchor named Dwight Lauderdale. 
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. In the end, we come back to the same conclusions. All crimes are not perfect. And this individual clearly had a case of mental issues that needed to have been treated way before this had blown up. I don't know. Maybe he thought he was being slick in his whole crime scheme he had going on. But like all crimes, eventually, the truth has a way of coming out to light. This episode on Shots of Endorphins was produced and scripted by me, Joyce Grace, and a shout out to my research team. Want more of Shots of Endorphins? Well, you can visit and listen to the podcast at shotsofendorphins.com. You can leave comments, likes, and even help support us by clicking on the support tab as well. Also, you can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching up Shots of Endorphins or subscribing to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or any other streaming services you're listening to. And when you do, don't forget to shoot me a greeting. It's nice to meet new people. As always, thanks for listening. And don't forget to smile. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.